You're listening to Ann Arbor Stories. I'm Rich Reddy. Like any Thursday, March 21st, 1935, Ann Arbor police officer Clifford Stang, known as Sid to his friends, signed the station logbook just before his 3 p.m. shift and walked a few blocks to his beat on Main Street. Before leaving for work, his wife Jewel had asked him to buy a tie class for his uniform to add a little bit of polish. He detoured down Washington, a block from his beat, heading for the Conlin and Weatherby clothing store, which today is the site of the Arbor Brewing Company. It was an errand that would end in murder. Crime is never a big problem in Ann Arbor. Occasional break-ins, robberies, stolen vehicles, assaults, and a riot protest or two. Prohibition was over and the gangsters and bootleggers had moved on. An Ann Arbor police officer had never been killed in the line of duty. None had even died in the line of duty from horse, car, or motorcycle accidents, nor from natural causes. Stang couldn't predict the scene that was developing inside the Conlin and Weatherby clothing store that afternoon. He just wanted to buy a tie pin. William Shorty Paget stood out for a few reasons. He was five foot two, had a large scar on his forehead, and claimed that he grew up in a Maryland orphanage with Babe Ruth. Paget had run-ins with the law all across the Midwest and served time for armed robbery before walking into that Conlin and Weatherby clothing store with an accomplice, while a getaway driver sat in a stolen vehicle outside, keeping the engine warm. Paget and his partner in crime walked into the clothing store, and the taller man asked to try on a suit coat while Paget browsed the racks. Mr. Weatherby helped pull one of the store's finest coats over the tall man's shoulders. He turned to admire the fit. When the man turned back, he was holding a gun. This is a stick-up, the man said, and Mr. Weatherby thought he was joking. Who robs a clothing store in Ann Arbor? But the tall man was serious. He rounded up the three men in the store, Mr. Weatherby, Mr. Conlin, and a student from the University of Michigan in to buy a suit coat, and marched them into the back of the store while Paget emptied the register. That's when Officer Stang walked into the store. Look out, Sid, it's a stick-up, Weatherby shouted. But who robs a clothing store in Ann Arbor? Stang, too, thought this was a joke. Shut up or I'll blow your guts out, one of the robbers shouted. They surrounded Stang, stuck a gun in his ribs, and took his pistol off his hip. Unarmed, Stang chose to fight. He wrestled both men, trying to disarm and subdue the robbers, while Weatherby frantically phoned the police. During the struggle, two shots rang out. One bullet lodged in a wooden table. The other hit Stang in the stomach, pierced his right lung, and exited out his back. The robbers fled, leaving Stang lying on the floor with blood pouring out of his mouth. The car peeled down Washington, a taxi driver taking a partial license plate number. Officers quickly arrived on the scene, comforting their comrade and loosening his tie and clothing while they waited for the ambulance to arrive. Stang never uttered a word. He was taken to the hospital and pronounced dead. The getaway car was found partially burned in Jackson. Detectives believed the suspects were from Detroit, and after looking through numerous mug books, identified William Shorty Paget. A nationwide manhunt began, with wanted posters distributed coast to coast. It didn't take long for Paget to slip up, He was arrested in Los Angeles for breaking and entering, and L.A. police linked their perp to the murder of a police officer in Michigan. 
Nearly one year to the day of the murder, Paget was transported by train to Ann Arbor, where he was twice convicted of the crime before being found innocent in a third and final trial. His accomplices were never found. Stang's story doesn't end there. The Conlon and Weatherby building has housed a number of businesses, most recently Arbor Brewing Company. For years, employees reported unexplained occurrences, doors closing on their own, and sightings of a uniformed man spotted walking through the bar late at night. Story goes that the owners of ABC invited a ghost hunter crew to investigate the building for signs of paranormal activity. After the specialists failed to locate evidence of a haunting, the paranormal experts and the owners posed together for a photo. When it was developed, you could make out the faded but distinct image of a man standing behind them. Clifford Sid Stack. Thank you.